0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I want to share with you today on a subject that I, I've i not really shared a lot on before directly on this subject. But um, the Lord kind of put some pieces of the puzzle together for me on the subject of fear. And I want to call this Where's the Lie? Because every single person has dealt with this before in your life somewhere. There has been a lie that the enemies told you. And its purpose, its intent is to take you out of the call of God for your life. It's to take you um, and make you get offended at something or somebody. It's to take you and make you uh, stagnant as a believer. It's to make you not ask God for more. It's to make you stay sick. It's to make you stay depressed. And so there's always this lie that comes from the devil, but once you can pinpoint it When you can put your finger on it, you can totally eliminate any of its power over your life. So um, just on the subject of fear, um, a little bit about my life is that when I was growing up um, in my home, fear was kind of a big thing, which I didn't realize, but fear was kind of like very normalized. Like you were afraid of the ocean. You were afraid of a lightning strike. You were afraid of um, somebody mugging you in a parking lot. You were always taught to be afraid of something that may or may not happen. Or, you know, maybe it's a real scenario that could happen, but there's always like this fear rather than just, you know, okay, these are normal things in life. There's freak accidents that happen, but we believe we have angels. We have Psalm 91. We have protection. We have we have, you know, Jesus. You know, we're not, we're not nervous of all these things that we that we're gonna encounter in our regular life. You can't walk around being afraid of everything. And so I realized, you know, when I look back in my life, that God really set me free um, over the years from one thing at a time. And even one thing that was a really like weird fear to carry into my adult years was really having a fear of the dark, um, which I don't know where that came from. It was just stupid, you know, and I, I would, so I was thinking about how did I overcome that specific fear? And really all of them, it's the same thing. I just had to do the thing that I was afraid of doing while not operating, um, letting that spirit of fear dictate to me what I was supposed to do while I had to do the thing I'm doing. So to explain that better, when I would walk into a room that's dark, um, I would just leave the light off and grab whatever I needed to grab out of that room and then walk out, you know, to the best of my ability, not be afraid of some imaginary thing that's supposedly in the dark that I can't see. So, you know, same with, you know, the ocean, you know, just, just go in the ocean, you know. Don't do something stupid, but you don't think the whole entire time, like, oh my gosh, is that a shark? Oh my gosh, I just felt something brush past me. Oh my god, I think that was, you know, something's gonna bite me. You know, it's like <laughs> these are the kind of things that people think about and they get like anxiety about, you know, and 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 that's really what the root of anxiety is. It's fear over something could be a real thing, could be a made up thing, it doesn't really matter, but it's fear based. And so if it's based in fear it's demonic. So you have to find out where is the lie that the devil tried to put into your head at some point in your life to get you afraid in a specific area to take you out of what God's called you to do. You know, for a lot of people, they, you know, maybe they grew up in a broken home. So the, the fear of being married and then divorced is like, overtakes their life to the point where they're like they're just stuck, you know, they're in their 20s but they're just stuck. They can't even imagine how to go about any kind of normal relationship because they didn't see a good example of one and they're afraid of, you know, being uh hurt and and anyway, so there are real things that happen to people that can make people afraid of you know, maybe something happened to you as a child and then it's made you afraid. You, know, you got locked in a closet and now you're just nervous about closets. It's not that it couldn't have stemmed out of a real thing, but the lie is that you let that fear of whatever that thing is to dictate your next moves. And that's where the devil g- gains ground in people's life. When he can use fear to dictate to you what steps you're going to take, what moves you're going to make. So for example... We see the whole world in fear of a virus, of this whole thing is control, control, control based in fear, fear, fear. So you walk out your door with 17 masks on because you may or may not contract some kind of disease, which may or may not be uh, so harmful to you that it could kill you. Um, They also put the fear that if you don't wear the masks take the shots and all that, that you could be killing other people, which how in the world does that make sense? I have no idea. Um, It's like saying, put on your sunblock so that other people don't get sunburned, right? It doesn't make sense, but people do things that don't make sense when they're in fear. People that in the devil knows that when he can get you blinded with fear, you will do whatever. You will do whatever, whatever fear drives you to do, you will do. So, you know, there has to come a point where you stand up to that fear and you draw the line in the sand and you say, No, fear, you will not control my life anymore. And obviously, you know, fear is a spirit. You know, the Bible says in 2 Timothy that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but He's given us power and love and a sound mind. So the opposite of fear is actually the power that you operate in as a believer. So you don't you don't walk around like dodging fear. You actually have power over fear. You have power and authority over any demon spirit, over anything, and the devil knows that. So he he cultivates this lie to make you stay small, to make you stay afraid. You know, for me, um, you know, I'm called to be uh, in the ministry. So one of the first um, t- real fears I ever realized I had that was actually like an anxiety, you know, was a little bit more than a fear, was of public speaking, which, you know, when I was young, I loved speaking. I always wanted to like give a report, but around like, it just flipped all of a sudden around like 12 years old all of a sudden, if I had to stand up and talk in front of people, I would like be physically ill and shake. And it was just, you know, I, I had to I like avoided speaking in front of places. Like you couldn't believe, like I was, uh, it, you know, if I had to do something publicly, like I was going to be sick or I was going to be having somebody else do it. Like I, I couldn't, I could not deal with getting up in front of people. And of course, I got attacked in the area, the very area that God has called me to uh, flourish in, which is, you know, being in the ministry, you you have to have a boldness. You have to speak. You obviously cannot be worried about who's listening, about what they're thinking of what you're saying, about um, you can't be afraid of just speaking in general. Um, so <laughs> obviously, there's always a spiritual solution to every spiritual problem. The spirit of fear was on me. For speaking and the boldness of the Holy Ghost came on me when I yielded to that spirit, the Spirit of God. when I yielded to the Spirit of God this the boldness got on me and now I have no problem speaking in front of any any amount of people. it does not make me nervous. I I it, like numbers it does not matter to me which that's that's an amazing testimony because at one time in my life you know I, I it was not that way. <laughs> I was very I was like crippling fear for speaking in front of people. And some of you may have um, experienced that before, but maybe you haven't experienced that specific thing, but there could be some other irrational fear, some kind of fear that the devil has battered your life with and fear and anxiety go together. They're like the stepbrothers, the ugly stepbrothers from hell. And so if you allow fear... The problem is this fear will bring in anxiety and anxiety will bring in this hopelessness, which brings in depression. And so if the devil can get you down that path, he will one hundred percent try to get you down that path. Because the thing is is when you are in that place in your life, you cannot move forward spiritually. You are stuck. Right there, you are not going to move forward spiritually. You're not going to move into healing. You're not going to move into, um, you know, going outside of yourself to minister to other people. You're going to be stuck in that place because that's where the devil traps people. So I want you to. As I'm talking, I want you to think about this, and probably you've probably already like isolated it as I'm talking. But there is a lie that the devil has tried to place on your life. Whatever it is, you're gonna die young. You know your 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 family's gonna have to figure out how to cope without you. You're you're gonna kill yourself. You're gonna get hit by a bus. Whatever. I don't. I'm not gonna make up anymore. I don't know (laughs) because the devil's stupid, so he comes up with stupid stuff. And um, whatever that lie is, you you can. Now that you know this, you can actually, you know, differentiate that that's a lie and you take that thing on. Do not let that thing push you around. Do not ever act out of a fear of that thing. If somebody said somebody asked a question on their Instagram that about uh, having a fear of flying they said what should I do I have a fear of flying and it makes me anxious and I literally have to put my head between my legs and I can't um, you know I, I'm always thinking about like uh, is the cabin gonna lose air pressure is uh, you know what is somebody gonna open a door and, you know all of that you know valid things you they are things that could happen but What is the point? You know what I'm saying? Like, why would you sit there and dwell on those things? So when you catch yourself dwelling on that fear, you have to correct it right then and there. And if that fear makes you do something, you have to do the opposite of whatever fear is trying to make you do. So for me, it was the light. I just didn't turn the light on. Okay, fear is telling me I have to turn on the light and check what's in this room. Absolutely not. I'm going to walk in here and just face that stupid thing because then fear has to leave you alone. Fear does not get... When, when you don't let fear drive the drive the car, when you don't let fear it, 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 like push you one direction or another, it, it ends up leaving. It has to leave. It realizes... It has no authority over you anymore. And so because fear is a spirit, you take authority over it. You say, in the name of Jesus, fear, get out of my life, get out of my house, get out of whatever, get get away from me. And in the name of Jesus, you can take authority over fear. You know, you've been given that authority as a believer. The devil would also like you to believe the lie this lie that you don't have the authority that you don't have the say that you don't have a say in it because it's just something that's happening to you you just you just deal with anxiety so you just need to take anxiety medication absolutely not you have a say in it you have authority over fear you have been given it and and the bible talks about how you're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus so you're far above every Everything, everything that the devil can throw at you, but if he can make you believe the lie that you have to be a victim to his, um, you know, the fear that he's trying to put on your life, that you have to be a victim to or a product of things that you've been through, things that happened to you when you were growing up that have now caused, there's residual effects of, guess what? All of that can change. One moment in the presence of God can break off. 20 years, 30 years, 40 years of anxiety, fear, depression, of all the works that the devil did in your life, God will turn it around in one moment. And the very thing that made you afraid, that made you cry, that made you scared, God will make you laugh about it and you will not be You will not succumb to those things anymore. You'll look back at it and you'll laugh. The Bible talks about how God sits in the heavens and he laughs. So if you're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus and God sits in the heavens and he laughs, then you're sitting up in the heavens with him and you're laughing about how the devil thought he had you at some point or another in your life. And guess what? It did not work. So you can tap into that today. You can tap into that right now. And I believe that many of you that are listening, that you are tapping into that. And so one more scripture. Let me pull it up. because I don't want to mess it up. Isaiah 12, three says, therefore with joy, shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. So when you tap into the joy of the Holy Ghost, you have access to everything. You tap into that by joy, and you dig down into the wells of salvation and you get whatever you need. You get healing, you get peace, you get life, you get the power of God, you get your youth renewed like the eagles, you get all of the benefits, but you start with joy. So if you're sad, if you've had that depression, that anxiety, that fear, looming overview, you've got to get rid of that first. That's the first step. And then you get your hope back. And then hope, you get that expectation for what God's going to do in your life. So hope Will let you have that hope in your spirit that you can say, God, I believe that you're going to do what you said you would do in my life. God, I believe that you're the God of miracles. God, I believe that I don't have to be in a wheelchair my whole life. I believe that I don't have to, um, you know, be sick my whole life. I don't have to have, you know, less lung capacity than everybody else. Or I don't have to have ba- uh, high blood pressure. I-, I can actually believe that there is that the word of God is true and that it is actually for me. So I believe God's going to do great and mighty things in your life and then through your life. So find that lie, eliminate that lie. I believe you're going to do it. We love you. Jesus loves you. Share this with somebody that helped you.